Hello there and welcome to another episode of The Blurb, an improvised show where three amazing, that's right, amazing improvisers, live on the spot, create an entire story from only reading the blurb of a book. Everything is made up as we go along, nothing is scripted or prepared beforehand. Um, how are we guys? How are we doing? Smashing. Good. Yeah, good stuff. Anything happening this week? Anything I need to know about? What's happening? Well, I'm drinking plenty of the black liquid. <laughs> oh, you need to clear those drains out. Jesus, that's not it's coming out black. It's, it's not good. It certainly isn't, unless it's Guinness, because <gasps> this week is... Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? It is. So gather your lucky charms. Uh... <laughs> I feel like I should know a lot about St. Patrick's Day because everyone thinks that I'm Irish for some oh. reason. Everyone thinks you're right. You're yeah. N- you're not Irish? <laughs> oh, I think it's my accent is throwing people off a little bit and they think I'm Irish mm-hmm. when I'm actually Swedish. You've got, got a Celtic look about you, though. Hmm. I don't know, you know. Well, I used to see you eating lots of potatoes, and so I thought, no, <laughs> Irish. Yeah, maybe it's more that. Maybe it's my excessive intake of potatoes. <laughs> and just bowls of Lucky Charms, just eating it constantly. <laughs> like, that yeah. sugar intake is not good for you. And the fact that I'm the size of a leprechaun does not help. <laughs> and, and that. <laughs> Carrying around that big pot of gold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Weighing you down. <laughs> I am really sorry to the Irish people uh, listening. It's... um. It's just fun sometimes. <laughs> hey, it's improvising. I don't know everything about Irish people. Or do I? Mm. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Beautiful country. Have you ever have you guys been to Ireland? I have been to Dublin once. And it was nice. It was a yeah, it was it was lovely. And cool. Lovely stuff. The weather wasn't great, but hey. Yeah. An all around pretty nice weekend. <laughs> nice. Three out of five. <laughs> Three out of five. And that's our advert for the Irish Tourism Board. <laughs> yeah. Dublin. Nah. <laughs> Average. <sighs> anyway. I think we're doing more damage to Ireland at this point. <laughs> I think we are, yeah. We'll never be invited on our live tour that we're <laughs> planning. No. Sorry. <laughs> right, uh, let's, uh, let's crack on and um, see this week's blurb. Yes, Do it. please. There's a serial killer on the loose. When bodies start washing up along the banks of the River Thames, D.I. Henley fears it is the work of Peter Olivier, the notorious jigsaw killer. But it can't be him. Olivier is already behind bars and Henley was the one who put him there. The race is on before more bodies are found. She'd hope she'd never have to see his face again, but Henley knows Olivia might be the best chance they have at stopping the copycat killer. But when Olivia learns of the new murders, helping Henley is the last thing on his mind. Will it take a killer to catch a killer? Now all bets are off and the race is on to catch the killer before the body count rises. But who will get there first? Henley or the jigsaw killer? Oh, oh my oh, God. Holy it's another murder mystery, guys. I know. It's our forte. <laughs> Okay, so D.I. Henley yeah. um, is the main character, I guess. Yeah, and she caught the jigsaw killer previously. Yeah. 
and and that's mm-hmm. Peter Olivier. 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 Because there, there is a guy being a copycat and killing like Peter used to. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Olivier is already in jail. It can't be him. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Someone else, and now she needs the help of Olivier to find the killer. <laughs> right. Let's. Uh, let's. That's fantastic. Right. Let's. Um, let's do it. Give it a go. Let's do, let's it. do it. Let's do this. It's a cold evening on the banks of the River Thames. Police tape is everywhere. Forensic people taking photographs and standing there taking a long drag of her cigarette is Detective Inspector Henley. She looks out over this city, the city where she's policed for the last 15 years, thinking, God, it's an absolute shithole. <laughs> <laughs> she walks down onto the banks where they've made a makeshift tent over the crime scene. She walks inside and sees the forensics officer, Pete. <laughs> Pete. All right, give me the news. Hello there. Yes, uh, well, did you see you again, D.I. Henley? Shame you couldn't uh, call me back. <laughs> I thought we had a nice time. You know, I took you out to um, to that fish restaurant and you just, um, you'd let me down. Uh, it's fine. No, but, um... I'm sorry I didn't call you back, but... You know, sometimes things just don't work out. And quite frankly, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable talking about it over this dead body. It's fine. Okay, let's get on. Let's be professional. Let's, uh... <laughs> what are we dealing with here, Pete? Well, as you can see, it's just a severed head at the moment. Male, aged between 30 and 40. So in his 30s. <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can safely say it's in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Blonde hair, blue eyes. We have no idea how high he is uh, because it's just his head. Of course. So as you can see, he's been chopped up into little tiny wee bits and uh, chucked into the river and he's washed up here. Can't believe it. I've seen this type of killing before. Didn't think I would see it again. I know. That was a horrible, horrible... But you know, he's behind bars. How could it be... How could it be old, old Peter Olivier? I know. He's been in jail for the last three years. Last time I checked, he was still there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't normally let people go after three years when they've killed. How many people did he kill? Eight? Yeah. Ten? Yeah, ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I better go check that he's still in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. So, <clears throat> D.I. Henley heads down to Grange Town Prison. And meets again the notorious jigsaw killer, Peter Oliver. Well, we meet again. Well, well, well. Look at you we have here. Henley, what is it? I hate to say this, but I think we need your help. With what? There's been a murder, and it looks suspiciously like your work. Oh, lovely. The notorious jigsaw killer. That's quite popular, wasn't he, back in those days of uh, jigsaw killering? <laughs> Cutting the bodies up, throwing them into the Thames, so you'd find bits scattered across the city. <laughs> All right, settle down. Uh, look, I'm not one to help the pigs, but I've got a lot of stuff here to do. Well, are you busy, are you? Well, of course. <laughs> I run the gym, <laughs> PT for a couple of the boys. 
and each of the gangs. I've got a life here now. What are you going to do for me, Henley? I can't make you any promises until I know what you're offering us. But if things go well, I guess you could look at a shorter sentence. <laughs> shorter than life? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, shorter sentence. What can you do? 20 years? Maybe. 30 years? Oh, well, 20 years. Oh, all right. Well, that was easy. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> You might want to speak to somebody else about this. I'm not too sure. <laughs> oh, I'm not too sure that hold up. Right. Well, so what we're going to go today? What, what's happening? If I bring you out with me mm. to the crime scene, mm. <laughs> do you think you can maybe give us some insight into who this guy could be? Yeah. Well, how many other murders you got like this? Well, just the one for now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed. Oh, all right, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, where's the, where's the crime scene at, Henley? <clears throat> it's uh, just down by Battersea Power Station. Oh, lovely part of town. Right. Well, I'm ready when you are. All right, just let me deal with the paperwork and uh, we'll drive you down there. With that, after doing some light paperwork, <laughs> the mass murderer, Peter Olivia, was let out of maximum security prison. They drove down to the crime scene where the both of them could inspect what was going on. The, uh, the forensic crews and the other policemen have cleared up by now. It was just an empty bit of beach, I want to say. Yeah, it's a beach, <laughs> an empty bit of beach. The crows pecking on the little bit of fleshy remains that were left on the beach. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> <laughs> right, Olivier, this mm. is the crime scene. What can you tell me? Well, you got the you got the pictures of the body. Yeah. Look, I can tell you a couple of things. First of all, the body was dumped further uptown. I'd probably say St Paul's. <laughs> and secondly, it's too clean. Look at how the body's been dismembered. You're looking for someone who knows what they're doing. Oh, like a, a doctor. A doctor, slaughterhouse worker. <laughs> okay. A vet. <laughs> yeah. Anyone from those few categories of people. Mm. It's narrowed it down from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, what about the person? Who? What do they do? What, the victim? The victim, yeah. Uh, we don't really know yet. He seems to be of Scandinavian descent. Oh. So, so maybe a farmer? <laughs> <laughs> like most Scandinavians, yeah. So, safe bet. <laughs> Why? Is that is that important? It is. That could, yes. <sighs> I love that I'm asking so many questions to a serial killer that I should probably know as a detective. It's how you solved this last crime, wasn't it? You pulled somebody else out of prison to come and catch me. That's how I work. <laughs> Unorthodox, but uh, you get results. Mm. Look, I've heard some whisperings around the yard. There's a guy out there buying up Scandinavian land to put solar powers in. He'll do anything it takes. So whether this guy might have been a farmer with some land he might have needed, who didn't want to part with it, you never know. He came to London for a meeting. All right, so let me get this straight. <laughs> You're saying that either a doctor, a vet, or a slaughterhouse worker 
is buying up land in Scandinavia to put solar panels in. Or they were hired to do the job. Ah, I see. Hey, that's just my, what I'm saying, you know. You're the detective. Mm. Well, you do think like this guy. Yeah, I think you might be right. After that, Henley's phone went. It was her boss, DCI Carter. Henley here. I've just heard what happened. I think you and me need to have a little chat, don't you? <laughs> um, look, boss, I'm quite busy he, right now. Uh... He's going back, isn't he? You're not just leaving him out in London. He's going back to prison right away, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking him <laughs> straight back to Grangetown. Don't worry. But I'm not I'm not convinced. I need, you to, I need you to promise me you're taking him back. I mean, he's given us some useful information, so I might just chat to him for a little bit longer. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, after that, he's going straight back in. I can't believe... Cause we don't want it like McVitie, the poisoner, last year. Um, yeah, I know. You've got another poisoner, Johnson, out of Town again. And what happened to Johnson? <laughs> he ended up fleeing and going to the Costa del Sol, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. In my defence, he's not killed anyone in Spain that we know. That we know of, that we actually know of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get him back to prison. Start solving this case yourself. You're a bloody detective inspector in the Metropolitan Police. All right, you're in Scotland Yard for crying out loud. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. I'll do I'll do that. Come and see me and tell me what you've got so far. Right, no problem, boss. Um yeah. I'll I'll see you I'll see you in a little bit, okay? Yes. Right, Olivier, look. I mean it's maybe a bit unorthodox, but I would really like for us to work together on this. <laughs> Lovely. You have some information that I could never ever come by on my own. Great. So I'm going to try and keep you out for as long as I can. <laughs> Lovely. But know that I will be watching you the whole time. Okay. If we're both going after this guy, we need to just keep in touch and be really clear about the fact that we are working together and whoever picks up a lead has to inform the other person, okay? Okay. So I don't need to be with you. I can just go and do about this uh, independently. I, I'll, I will be watching, but... <laughs> But yes. All right. Great. I'm giving you a lot of leeway, okay. a free range for someone who should be in prison for life. <laughs> All right, then. Let's do it. Henley and Olivier part ways, and E.I. Henley makes her way back to Scotland Yard, where her boss is waiting. Are you having a bubble? Are you having a bloody laugh with me? Look, boss, uh, hear me <laughs> out. This... Is going to be... I heard you out last time with McVitie and Johnson <laughs> the poisoning case. Lucky I didn't get bloody sacked. Yeah, thanks for having my back on that. that I really appreciate oh. it. But I do get results. You can't deny it. That's the only thing that, got, that kept you your job. At least you caught the bloody guy. Mm. And that's what's going to happen now. God, he's a bloody psychopath. Whiskey? Thank you. <laughs> well, just let another report come in. Another murder? Another body's been found. This time up near Tottenham. Okay. And it's the same guy? Yeah. It's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Okay. Forensics officer Pete's already down there cleaning it up. Oh, great. Pete. What happened between you two? It was nothing. He took me out for fish and chips. I thought it was a working lunch. So I thought there was going to be like a Jim and Pam sort of situation going on from the office. But obviously we were all wrong. <laughs> You know me, I like to keep things professional in everything I do. Absolutely. Another whiskey? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where is Olivia? Oh, he's on his way back to Grangetown. I've arranged for um, another officer to take him back. What officer is that? 
Oh, you probably don't know him. He's new. <laughs> By the name of Badge. Officer Badge? <laughs> yes. I've heard of him. I've not actually met him before. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a good lad. Um, so, yeah, nothing to worry about there. He's uh, <clears throat> He won't be a problem. Right. Well, you better get down to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and sort this bloody mess out. And with that, Henley went in her car after drinking two whiskeys and drove to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium where the new crime scene was. <laughs> Pete was already there, labelling up all the body parts. Henley? Pete, uh, see, we've caught another one. I am holding his hand in my hand. It's, um, it's another meal between 30 and 40. It's only his 30s again. <laughs> Blonde hair. Blonde hair, aye, aye, blonde hair. And we found tattooed on his face um, just the word Stockholm. Wow, must be a Scandinavian then. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, um, it's a shame you couldn't come to me and we couldn't work together on this crime scene, but um, you found someone else and that's fine. I could... Pete, I think you need to get out more. <laughs> I am. No one's seen is dead people. It's <laughs> really depressing. Yeah, sorry. I'm... Um... I'm going to have to go now, Pete. Hopefully I won't have to see you again <laughs> for a long time. Not personal, this isn't personal, <laughs> I mean, just with no murders. That would be great. Of course. Yeah, that would be fine. Okay, then. <laughs> D.I. Henley picks up her phone and calls the jigsaw killer. Hello, Pete here. Mr. Henley, what have you got? Hello, Henley. Sorry, you've just caught me having lunch. <laughs> <clears throat> um... <laughs> Yeah, you, you send in over those photos, or uh, shall I shall I come down to the stadium? Um, I can send over the photos. There's, well, it's not a lot. There's uh, a hand and some... If we don't find this guy soon, there's going to be loads more bodies piling up any minute <sighs> now. Was there anything else to do with the body you can remember? There was a tattoo. Tattoo? Or was it a branding? From a branding iron that a farmer would use? <laughs> Or a slaughterhouse professional, even. Exactly. I tell you what, we need to start canvassing all of the slaughterhouses in the meatpacking district. Yes. Right, so I'll do uh, I'll do south, seeing as you're in the north already. You do north? Sure, I'll do north. Okay, we'll, we'll check in afterwards. So the notorious jigsaw killer, Peter Olivia, went to the slaughterhouses in South London... And interview the workers. <laughs> 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 Nothing suspicious turned up. Meanwhile, D.I. Henley was rather suspicious of two workers with a Scandinavian background. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm here investigating a murder. Where were you two gentlemen the night before last? Well, um, I was in the restaurant eating with my friend. Hans, who's sitting right here. And I was also in the restaurant <laughs> eating with Bjorn, who you are just speaking to. Okay, what was this restaurant? McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> in, um, in the city. It's really nice. It's called McDonald's and it's on the Charing Cross Road. Sorry, are you Irish? No, I'm from uh, north of Sweden. Oh, I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> I look Irish Yeah, you have a Celtic look about you <laughs> I can't help but notice uh, the blood on your shoes Well, we do work in a slaughterhouse <laughs> And what about that blonde strand of hair? 
on your coat. <gasps> Bjorn, are you seeing somebody? She's uh, she's uh, from uh, Norway. Her name is Katrina. <laughs> okay, so you don't mind if I take this back to the lab then? It's fine. I was going to use it to smell when I went to sleep tonight. <laughs> Just the one strand of hair that you'd be smelling. I floss my teeth with it. The Ihenli puts the strand of hair into a plastic Ziploc bag and heads back down to the police station. DCI Carter calls her into his office again. What 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 do you think I'm gonna what do you think I'm gonna say? What do you think I've, I brought you in here for, Henley? Oh, you know what? I don't know. It's to do that bloody Peter Olivia is still out and about. He's not gone back to Grangetown, has he? Well, that's Inspector Badge. Ah, uh, he's. Uh... I spoke to Badge, and he said he had never even spoken to you for the past week. What the hell going on? Don't tell me you've let a serial killer who has been locked up for life out and about on the streets of London. Don't tell me he's eating in fancy restaurants and checking out leads for you and maybe popping into the pub for a swift arm. Don't tell <laughs> me he's doing that. Really. I'm keeping an eye on him, sir. He's a great asset to us and he's given us quite a lot already. I wouldn't be so quick to judge. Where is he now? Well, right now, he's... Yeah, right now. Right now. Where is he? He's interviewing suspects in South London. All right, then. Brandy? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Well, you won't believe it. There's been another murder. <laughs> God, this guy is active. This time it's on uh, Tower Bridge. Head is straight there now. A little uh, Jack Daniels before you leave? Just a quick one. <laughs> Just a quick one. <laughs> D.A. Henley heads across to the Tower Bridge where body parts are scattered across. Uh, it's all the traffic's been stopped. Pete's there under the forensic tent and invites D.I. Henley in. Um, as, as you can see, I've, um, I've put the candles out. Um, yes, that is, uh, is Sinead O'Connor in the background singing. And the candles do have a nice aroma of... Um, Pete... This is not a date. We are not romantically involved. Okay? Also, this is a crime scene. You're contaminating everything. I'm just making it smell nicer, all right? Fine. Well, it's another dead man. 18, 13, 14, so in his 30s. Got blonde hair. And his body's scattered everywhere. He's been chopped up professionally, like a professional. And it's been done within the past... Five hours. Well, I've asked Olivia to join us here. Oh, Jesus Christ, that, that guy you're spending all your time with. He's doing some good work for us, so I expect you to behave when he gets here. Is he? I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> he is just... He's already got an Instagram account. <laughs> he has. He's queuing up for Madame Two Swords. <laughs> How in the hell is that helping this bloody investigation? Oh, here he is now. Hello, boss. Uh, what's going on here? Look, I'm trying to have your back here, Olivier, <laughs> but if you keep running off to Madame Tussauds and the Ritz, it's going to be a problem. It was a high tea. I'd never done it before. <laughs> Look, we have to wrap this up within the hour because my boss is not happy. Right. Well, 
I didn't want to tell you this, obviously, the first case together, but I'd solved it as soon as you took me down to the Thames anyway, so... What do you mean? It's two people. Two people are the murderers. And they're probably Swedish, and they must work in a slaughterhouse. So you find two Swedish people. I didn't find any. Did you find any? <laughs> Bjorn and Hans. Hang on, let me call the lab. Hello, lab here. This is D.I. Henley. I, uh... Oh, hi. How's it going, you and Pete? I heard that you didn't work out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's a shame, that's all. You okay? <laughs> I'm calling just to hear what's happened with my, uh, blonde strand of hair that I handed in to you early this morning. Oh, yeah, that's, um, that's a match on, um, the, the, the guy with the Stockholm tattooed across his skull. It's an absolute match, um... That's all I need to know. Thank you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God, Olivia, you were right. Oh, yeah? It's Bjorn and Hans. All right. Let's go. Light them up. <laughs> they get in Henley's um, Skoda Fabia and they head down. <laughs> they pull up outside the Snoz house. It's all quiet. Too quiet. They know they're there. There's supposed to be a night shift happening with their names written all over it. They creep inside the dark, dank slaughterhouse. This is the police. Come out with your hands up. All of a sudden, the floodlights inside the slaughterhouse come on, blinding them. (laughs) (laughs) There are Bjorn and Hans, knives at the ready. They start throwing them at Peter and Henley. You finally found us then. <laughs> we know what you did. You are under arrest for murder. You're going to have to catch us first. Well, you're running out of knives and I've got a gun. <laughs> are you afraid to use it? Yeah, come on, if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> Henley, shoot him. Dear Henley pulls out a gun and places two precision shots into the kneecaps of Bjorn and Hans. Pow, pow. No, oh, no, no, that's my kneecap. No. Who were you working for? We were working on our own. Uh, we just uh, admired Mr. Olivier. We thought she was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, boss, what's next? Well, these two are going to prison, and I'm afraid so are you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I think you've been exceptional. And if it was up to me, I'd let you move to the Costa del Sol. i tell you what we could do. It's a bit <laughs> unconventional. But if we let Bjorn take the blame for the murder, <laughs> and we put Hans in a little moustache oh. like the one you've got and pretend he's you, you'll go to jail and serve the rest of your sentence and you can live out your days in sunny Spain. Bloody brilliant. You pulled through for me, Henley. Good luck with your career. I'm out of here. <laughs> and with that, Bjorn went to prison for the murders. Hans, indeed, wanted to be like Peter Olivier, so was happy to pretend to be him inside prison. Henley would got a big pat on the back from DCI Carter. But then a few weeks later... News died coming out from the Costa del Sol. <laughs> Chopped up bodies were being washed up on the streets 
of Malaga. The The end. (laughs) Wow. What an amazing uh, um, crime story. Henley's a, a renegade. If ever you've heard of one. Yeah, that's how the police, the really successful police officers work. <laughs> wow. She smashed I mean, it. And, it, and I admire Pete Olivier because I think you, when you come out of prison, of course, you're going to go to the Ritz. You're going to get it, Madame Two Swords. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> First things you're going to do. Number one. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, should we give this uh, title a title? A title a book? The book a title? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> All of the above, please. <laughs> Lovely. Um, pieces of bodies makes for an interesting day. <laughs> <laughs> pieces of bodies make for make an interesting, an interesting day. day. I love it because it's just, it's underplaying the seriousness of actually what's happening. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I like that. Um, the actual title was The Jigsaw Man by Nadine Matheson. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get that. I can get that. Fantastic. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up here. Uh, thank you for joining us this week on The Blurb. If you have a favourite book that you want us to absolutely rinse, uh, feel free to email us. Uh, the address is, as always, theblurbpod at gmail.com. Um, you can also get in contact with us on the socials. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find all the other episodes on all your favourite uh, podcast outlets. Please like and subscribe and leave uh, a review. That would be really lovely. Yes, please. Please do that. And we will see you next week. We will. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.